that's cursed you is the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Well, each week... We discuss guilty pleasures, forgotten classics from the horror and sci-fi genre. Good times. Today, we are setting records. This is something new. We have never had another guest on our show, like, ever. Now, granted, there hasn't been a long line of people saying, hey, put me on. Put me in, coach. Um, (laughs) Not just yet. But let me introduce our third member of our crew today, Tara. Hello, hello. How's it going? Going great. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And I feel like I need to say something because we were just interviewed. And again, people think that Kevin and I are married. So I'm not (laughs) Kevin's wife. Tara is not my sister wife. She is, in fact, merely a sister. And Kevin is our brother. And not in a biblical way, or there were the last people on earth, but like in a normal family. Siblings. Yes. Siblings. Yes. Erin is my sister. And then, big surprise, Tara is also another sister. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and yes. there are multiple other siblings. I mean, there may be more than we know. Who's to say? <laughs> oh. Who's to say? Anyway, yep. This week... We're discussing the horror classic, Drag Me to Hell, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Allison Lohman, Justin Long, anybody else in this thing, and all the rest. I don't Ted Raimi! (laughs) Ted Raimi makes a cameo. And take that question mark off the title. (laughs) Drag Me to Hell? (laughs) Well, okay. Do you even see Ted Raimi? In this, you hear his voice off camera or something. He's a doctor. But you don't really see him, do you? You see like his shoulder in the other room or something. I don't remember. Am I crazy? Who's to say? I think you are crazy. I wouldn't know this guy if he kicked me in the butt. So you did (laughs) take your word. Watch the uh, Xena and and the legendary Hercules series back in the day? Nope. All right. Neither did I. Ted Raimi was uh, Xena's sidekick. Sam Rain, me, the director's brother. He's the Clint Howard of the crowd. Zena, <laughs> wait a minute. Zena's sidekick was that blonde chick, right? Oh, was that no, Ted Raimi? Hercules. There was a dude. There was a Is dude. this a Kevin Sorbo? Yes. Hercules? Yes. Oh, That's sweet Lord. About. Yeah. Oh. Hard All, pass. Although, yeah, the Hercules was not as good. Zena was, was snappy and funnier. Because she was a warrior princess. So that's important. Okay. That is very important. Aaron, give us your 30 seconds. I don't even know what I'm saying. 30 second synopsis <laughs> of Drag Me to Hell, please. Is that, is that many strokes or what? It is could that? be. It, it boils down to this don't fuck with the gypsies. And I don't think, do it. I think just saying gypsies instead of calling them, what is it, the Roma, is yep. probably getting a curse. So basically, you mess with the gypsies, 
you're gonna get it. And I have this whole theory about the Allison Lohman character actually being a bad person who had to leave where she was originally from and put on this whole new persona to disguise the fact that she was actually a wicked bad person. But anyway, people F with gypsies, then they feel sad and they try to get the curse off of them. No. Cut to modern day, someone else messes with a gypsy. And, oh, can't you grant me the loan? No, I'm going to... <laughs> Stop making me laugh. I'm, I'm going to pull up my big girl. I'm a boss lady, and I'm going to turn down this old lady's extension on, on uh, her loan so all the men in my office will respect me. That's what you get. You F with the gypsy. And mayhem ensues. And guess what? Oh, she gets dragged to hell. Spoiler alert. That's what you get. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't call it drag me to hell if there's no hell dragon, right? Well, there's got to well, be the, some kind of hell dragon. There really wasn't hell dragon. I feel like it, the, the, the title is a lie. It was, it was supposed to originally be called The Curse. That was the original title, was The Curse. And they should have stuck with that. Because there is no dragon to hell. What are you it's talking kind of like, about? What no. are you talking about? A kid gets dragged to hell at the beginning. And no one is dragging. They're, they're thrown in a pit and covered up with gravel. That's, That's not a hand that came up and sucked them down. Nah. Not, not you say enough. potato, I say potato. <laughs> so... Uh, when when was the first time you guys had ever seen this movie, Aaron? What was, do you remember? Oh, boom! Opening weekend. Brady, Are you serious? Hell, yeah. <laughs> hell, hell, yes! I called up Heather B. I said, Heather, we're going to the Maya Cinema with our reclining chairs, and we're going to see Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> what about you, Tara? Oh, no, I saw it less than 24 hours ago for the first time, and I wish I had that 94 minutes back. Oh, well, the one thing about horror movies, whether you love them or hate them, they're about 90 minutes. Yeah, True. That's, that's what we're doing. I, I saw it. I did not see it in the theater. It passed me by. It was probably, I don't know, three or four years ago I finally saw it and hadn't seen it since until this lovely viewing. Let me tell you. Good times. Shall we just jump right in? Let's jump. To the highlights. Aaron, why don't you start us off? What is one crazy observation you noticed from this movie? So, I'm all about the non sequitur. So, did I tell you that, in fact, a gypsy put a curse on me when I was in Rome? Not a surprise. <laughs> she came up with her hand out wanting some moolah and i'm like it's excuse no excuse no excuse or something no or some other bullshit that i just say to anyone who approaches me when i'm in another country interesting and she walked behind me and she was like pointing her fingers like this and muttering and my boyfriend at the time came up to me she put a curse on you i was like what the evil eye Dude, it doesn't count if i don't know <laughs> Well, consider yourself lucky, I think, is, is the rule of thumb. So, okay. Because I'm not in hell yet. Yet? And I stress yet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what movie y'all saw, but I thought this was bang. 
It okay. opened up with ch- children crying. They stole a necklace from a gypsy. You got uh, the Yama or the llamas coming to get them. And it's wait, it's not, it was neither a Yama or a llama. Was neither it of Yamaka? those. <laughs> it was called a Lamia. Uh, whatever. Like, not yeah, a llama. Says you say potato, I say <laughs> you say llama, I say ding dong, I say yamaka, <laughs> llama, llama. How about a little something for the effort, llama? Uh, um, can we talk about the huge gypsy uh, population found in Pasadena? Is this something I'm unaware of? Who knew? Who knew? Not I. Cousins. We've got to call our cousins up. They live like in Glendale. Is there a big problem with the Roma? <laughs> Could be. Could be. So what was your what was your observation? You just didn't have one or <laughs> you're just oh no, this ain't this is your life. We're talking right. about this movie. Oh my god. The nastiest one of the nastiest parts is when that poor that old gypsy woman goes into the bank and to talk about her extension, she's got like a she's hacking up her TB into some lace doily. And then the next thing you know, she's popping her teeth out. Even her false teeth are like crooked and brown and cracked and wrong. that's extra. Oh. More authentic for the Roma. Actually, they got it off a of wish, I think. <laughs> Fantastic. They put, they put a lot of extra, like, like lip smacking sounds. Whenever she, Sound she, effects, oh, plenty. It was, yes. It was, Slurping and, oh, retching, oh. the coughing, all of it was amplified. Which brings me to my point that this whole damn movie is about oral fixation. It's all a huge oral fixation from the port queen princess and her issues with food to vomiting to uh, formaldehyde dumping out of from my mouth to yours. It was just nothing but an oral fixation, a mouth fetish. It was wretched. I always, to, I always used to say you can't have a Sam Raimi movie without something flying out into your mouth. Yes. Evil well, Dead, Evil Dead 2, all of the uh, Army of Darkness. All There's something flying into someone's mouth at some point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They, they must have hit that drum about five times in this movie where so, there's the gypsy woman's puking in her mouth and there's maggots going in her mouth and there's a lot of... Getting stabbed in the mouth, hands going in yeah. the mouth, yeah. cats slurping on my chin. Oh. Like, uh, I mean, nonstop. Let me put my mouth somewhere near your mouth, and things are happening in our mouths. <laughs> it was. It was a nonstop glop fest. It was. Uh, I mean, it should be like a trigger warning for anybody with an eating disorder. Do not watch Drag Me to Hell. It will set you back years. I years of your therapy it. you're just like I, i'm just not going to eat anything again oh i guess it depends on which dis- disorder you're working on oh either one maybe for dieting oh when that kitten came out at the end of the mouth yes. at, oh it just was very very horrible yes it, it is a this mo- whole movie is a vehicle for some kind of mouth vomit things going i mean very upsetting 
Very upsetting <laughs> to say the least. Aaron, what you got? I, I what else did I put down? How about the floating scarf everywhere? The the nasty floating scarf. And then this is all very Sam Brady. That that it's wor- working its way in. It's du- jumped on her face. She throws it. It bounces back up. It, it was like very Evil Dead. It ba- bounces back into her face. I really like that, actually. And it always reminded me of Mom and her handkerchief. Oh, Women no. of a certain age start carrying around an old hanky in their sleeve or in their purse that they always want to, you know, you got a sniffle, you got a cough. Let me give you my wretched, phlegmy, drag me to hell, lace hanky to kind of help you out there. Let me lick it. And then you got a little schmutz on your face. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. It's as hard as a rock. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have nightmares about that rag. I'm not even kidding. Because you're absolutely right. It, it, it was women of a certain age carried old, and they were washing it. They weren't taking it home back in the day. Okay, Cary Grant and Grace Kelly or whatever. They might have like a little hanky, but they probably have like ten of them. Ten of them monogrammed. And if one was befouled in some way, they would they get rid of it. They get rid of it. If push comes to shove, they're washing it, right? (laughs) They don't shove it. Uh, Cary Grant's not shoving his old Uzi rag back into his jacket. Square is really just an old nasty gypsy hanky. That's what I'm saying. Booger on it. I thought Uh. at first you were comparing our parents to Cary Grant, and it's an apt comparison. Well, at least, at least the old hankies. For God's oh. sake. Well, mom, this is, we're going down memory lane here. Mom would have old just tissues hard. shoved in there. Hard as hard. a rock. Why are we storing these? Why do I need, why do we have 10 rotten old tissues? <laughs> are these family heirlooms? I and, mean, can I? And, and cough drops that were sticky with like hairs on them with lint from your pocket. Oh. Give oh, them to the kids. People are Gross. turning the people are turning the channel right now. Listen to this. It was this truly a Sam Raimi movie right now. Oh sweet mm. Jesus! Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they were in the car fight. She was fighting the gypsy woman off. And again, we have to say, gypsy is actually not uh, uh, an acceptable term it's nowadays. True. Not acceptable. Although they use, I think they use the word gypsy in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Therefore, I feel exonerated. It's fine. We can, we can we can hit it. Um, and she was spry as hell. Oh, that old half-dead gypsy. With her tuberculosis, she was never winded during the fighting. She was like a ninja. Yeah. Yeah. She had, she had a crazy David Bowie eyeball staring at you. She had jagged old teeth. Again, jagged teeth on her dentures. They're fa- they're false teeth, but they're jagged. You gotta pay yes. extra. It's like a girl. And decayed. How are fake teeth full of cavities? <laughs> You gotta that's what I'm saying. Extra. That's extra. Yeah. Maybe they made dentures out of her old teeth that had fallen out. That's entirely possible. <laughs> that is entirely possible. She's she's attacked by the gypsy woman in the car, and she's got like office supplies, thankfully, and she's able to she kind of whacks her with the staple. Oh, one of my best seeds is coming up right and, now. And staples her eye, her eyelid shut. Her old so Uzi, dumb. David Bowie. <laughs> Albino eye. <laughs> it made the gypsy so angry. Very yes, upset. it did. 
But the best part is right after that. So now they're fighting in the car and now she's got her foot on the accelerator and she runs into another car and the staple flies out yes. across the room. Yes, yes. Sweet Jesus. <sighs> and then beautiful. she impales her mouth with the, the gypsy's mouth like she picks up the gear shift and smashes it into her open mouth yes she just she just once right again <laughs> yeah 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 then she gunned it into something else and that went flying somewhere mm-hmm. so bizarre what was the the fascination with kind of oral uh, sweet jesus she was sucking on the chin the that, way if you had a made little baby yak. It reminded yes. me of like when you had a little baby. They're always like, "Will my son used to like bite my chin," you know. <laughs> and that's when the dentures were out of her mouth, so it was a sucking was gumming a, of her chin. Like a lamprey. It was so, <laughs> that's true. It was yeah. just anything pretty much involving the gypsy is you're set for a little nausea. I just didn't understand for the old gypsy's sake. And, you know, clearly she's got limited time on the clock. Why she just didn't, you know, go through a charade of saying, oh, I like your coat and just pop a button off, give her the curse and do it. Why, like, go through living hell and be impaled and make your dentures ruined and have to lick somebody's chin? Go through all that hellation when all you do is grab a button and put a curse so, what do you mean by have to lick? Maybe you <laughs> that part got a little like quasi-sexual. It was kind of gross. <laughs> kind of, yes. Yeah, that's what it was. She got a little fired up. And I, and I guess you're absolutely right. The, the whole car battle that was going on, it was just kind of a, a ruse to get a button. Because I guess to do the curse, you have to get something that belongs to the person and then curse it and give it back to them. Basically, they, went, right? they were kicking her out of the bank and she was reaching. She was trying to get her coat. She was trying to get something then. Oh, okay. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> this is my third viewing. Right. Oh, God. So, okay. So she's about to be evicted because she had health issues, including just a rancid dead eye. <laughs> uh, and therefore, it wasn't keeping up with her payments. And she could have gotten an extension but Allison Lohman uh is trying to be the next assistant manager is that what it is yeah for and- a bunch of assholes I mean it's like a terrible place so you're really gonna sell your soul to work at this shitty place we have an yeah she's a loan officer right so an asshole boss and an asshole co-worker go find another bank there's 10,000 banks in LA I mean, and that's yeah. that's the other question. So the co-worker who's also up for the job, who's the new guy. I love how the new guy is also up for assistant manager. Well, uh, and he hasn't manager. even been trained. Right. Does not does not do anything, but is on equal footing with her. She's been there for 10 <laughs> uh-huh. years. That, uh-huh. That's an indictment on your on your loan skills at the very least. But anywho, uh, but so he is so unscrupulous. It's like, how important is this job that you're like, I'm going to take the file to the neighboring back. This is not like industrial espionage or something. You're not getting a job. I'm going to be the president of Microsoft. Yeah, it's not Wall Street. It's like Glendale Pacific Bank and Loan or something. Right. I mean, at one point, um, while in the throes of the curse, she has a, a nosebleed and just sprays blood all over her boss. 
just douses him in blood. <laughs> Stu. Pure SNL. Total SNL ripoff a, with Julia Childs just absolutely. spewing blood. Right. Spray. And no one cares. No one's like, are you okay? You know, just blood is everywhere. And they're like pissed that she's leaving. And she doesn't even seek medical attention. <laughs> right. They're pissed at her for bleeding to death. How dare you? No, the best is the boss. At least a hundred times he utters, did I get any in my mouth? Did I get any in my mouth? (laughs) Again. Took it right in the face. Again. Yeah. Um, Took it right in the face. And then this happens in front of Stu. Stu is so unbothered, he grabs the file. Like he's like, ooh, now I can strike. Even though there's like death occurring in front of me. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. How about the fly up her nose where it crawls up her oh. nose and comes out the other side? That was a good <laughs> And one. then goes in her mouth. Yeah. And then she has mouth. a fly buzzing in her tummy. <laughs> oh, oh my. What's that? <laughs> so here's my question. Were we supposed to think that Justin Long was a good boyfriend? He's a shitty boyfriend. He never listened to her. He patronized her. No, he was not a good boyfriend. Because it's like, he wasn't like horrendous, though. It's like kind of that weird uh, middle ground where it's like either best boyfriend in the world is over here. You know, horror, like Ike Turner's your boyfriend is over here. <laughs> and he was just kind of like, eh. You Consistent. don't know why they're together other than uh, he's attractive and she's attractive. Because he, he really seems to really give a F about what she thinks or what's Yeah, going. he's inconsistent. At one moment, it's like, okay, you know, he's he's all over, you know, and I'm, I'm really into you. Then after the fight at the parents' house and the mom says, don't go after her, he doesn't. He doesn't go after her. You know what I mean? And then the next day he's got an engagement ring in his pocket and he's just all over the map. I found his character very um, unnecessary to the whole show. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they made a point of showing that he's a psychiatrist, you know, at the beginning, you know, it's like they set it up like he's going to be important. And in my opinion... He brought nothing to the table. No, because he doesn't help her really in any way. He he writes a check to the psychic. I think that's all he does. And I almost felt like he was bullshitting her. Like, I thought it was going to be like he just said to her, oh, I paid for it to try to make her think that the curse was now be would now be lifted. Like it was some, you know, psychological hint of suggestion. You know, but when he takes her to the seance in Glendale or Pasadena or wherever it is, and he's like, should I go in? She's like, no, I got this. And he just screeches out the driveway. She hasn't even walked up the walk yet. And he's just like, later. Well, she knows he's he's dead weight and useless at this point. (laughs) Right. Well, it's it's, you kept I kept thinking he was going to dump her like in some crucial moment when, when she needs him. He would just be like, eh. I'm out. Yeah. He kind of like gave ambivalent. off that energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He seemed ambivalent many times. And he's a psychologist, right? Right. And and yet you have a person who appears to be insane and you're doing zero <laughs> to help them. And in fact, he brings over a different psychiatrist to talk to her. Remember during her first breakdown, uh-huh. as, op- as opposed to him just going, look, I, you know, I am an MD or whatever the hell he is. Let me talk to you. Well, you're not supposed to treat, you know, you're supposed to have some kind of distance between your patients. That's why you're not yeah, supposed to. 
you know, like in Dress to Kill, you can't have sex with your your therapist <laughs> traditionally. I mean, I haven't I haven't read the bylaws or anything. Is that but a I think, firm rule or is that a suggestion? More of a guideline than a rule, <laughs> evidently. Um, no, so that was a bizarre thing. But I wonder if it's like a, a question of if she doesn't have the boyfriend, then she really has no friends or family or anybody in, in on her side. She does. I think they're trying to play that up. She's new in town. Uh, she used to have a weight problem, so she has no self-esteem. She's trying to lose her accent in the very first scene yeah. by, I'm presuming, her southern drawl. Right. You know, she's trying to, like Aaron said in the beginning, you know, reshape her whole persona. Right. I think because she was the pork queen. Right. And apparently that's very shameful. She she said that she had just moved from Bakersfield, I believe. I, I believe she recently <laughs> was, uh, she grew up at Motel Hell. So that, that is true. That now is, that'd be something I'd go see. <laughs> no, but she she was not new in town. She'd been working at that branch for a long time. That's why she was up for assistant manager. Then what the hell? See, that's inconsistent. Well, and that's I mean, was she just kind of a not a an interesting person? Is that, is that the, she didn't have what? friends lining up to hang out with her? She's not an interesting person, too. She is There's not. no way she could afford that house. They try to make it look like it's run down. It's a view of the downtown skyline of Los Angeles. Hells no, you're not living there. Right. Boom. And I hate when they have L.A. and Pasadena like their sister cities. Right. Right. It's just down the hill. I just walked there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You just walked there. It is how we do it. Uh, and, and, and I think we're skimming over the first scene where it. a poor little Hispanic kiddo who stole some sterling silver crap gets condemned to hell for all eternity. I mean, how awful. I mean, definitely raging against the evilness of the gypsies. Well, he tried to give it back and they're like, no, seven year old to hell you will go for all eternity. And, and we're going to bitch slap everybody within a 30 mile <laughs> radius while we're at it. Well, that is true. It's a lesson for the kids. <laughs> you got to teach them. You, you got to teach them. There was Krampus, and now there's there's the yum. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of Krampus in this Lampus, or whatever the hell they're calling it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's part two. Sam Rainey, are you listening to us? <laughs> the Krampus meets the Lampus. Yes. Well, Okay. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's like, what was it? It was a young, like, Mexican couple and their child, their seven-year-old child, and the child did some pickpocketing at the county fair. Or Where the hell are these gypsies? Right? Where's the gypsy encampment <laughs> I guess in the greater in Pasadena? North Hollywood, right? So isn't that the lesser Pasadena? They're up there with our cousins <laughs> no, up in North Hollywood. not near North Hollywood. <laughs> it is near North Hollywood, I believe. It's absolutely correct. <laughs> But luckily, there's like the the seer or whatever she is, like the the woman who lives in the mansion, like a mansion, right? Yes. Okay? But a gigantic she to do shit, so I don't know how she's got a mansion, right? I mean, and that's like who's writing them checks that you can like have? Well, this they, mansion? there was some brief discussion that her husband was someone, and he built. Remember, built the whole mansion because of the energy. Uh, right. the converging energy at this particular. So her hubby, I, who I don't know, apparently is now 
been dragged to hell because he's not in the movie. He's not around. Cartel. But, you know, it, there was some alluding to that. Yes, <laughs> I think I think that's true. OK, but again, so oh, sweet Jesus. So later in the movie, she's <laughs> cursed. She's been given the evil eye and she goes to a freaking like palm reader or a tarot card, like a, another psychic. I went psychic. to one of those in Pismo Beach and they didn't tell me about the Yama. Yeah, yeah. The the spiritualist or whoever, who was very happy to see the Platinum American Express card. Very He's impressed. He's like, oh, Platinum American Express. Well, apparently very Allison nice. Lohman was too. Whoop, whoop. That's, That's why. <laughs> well, and, and the good thing is that he is also actually a psychic, not a charlatan. Like everybody yes. in this, everybody who has any kind of claims to have psychic powers, they really do. I really am a medium. I really am psychic. I can really do these things. Thank I really goodness. am cursed. It's where everybody tells you the truth. Thank goodness for that, at least. Now and that guy, the psychic was kind of hot. Where do I know him from, Kevin? I remember seeing him. He was in the um, uh, Inception. Did you ever see Inception? Maybe. Who can remember? Who can remember? He was actually one of the very few um, decent actors. Oh. And I say few. Decent actors. You know what I'm saying? He brought oh some sort of I don't even know what's happening. Uh, energy to because because the lead actress, bless her heart, she was in White Oleander, wasn't she? Absolutely. And I'm gonna blow your mind in a little bit. Oh no. Okay. Behind the scenes. Yeah, she's just kind of a boring little gal, bless her heart. <laughs> she, she doesn't she doesn't have a lot of um Screen presence, in my opinion. The best thing she does is when they go to the parents' house for the dinner and they mention that that she used to have a cat. He's like, no, you still have a cat. And she does this crazy look to the camera. <laughs> I was laughing. Because well, she killed the cat. She sacrificed him, but she's breaking the wall. She's like, she stops and kind of turns and looks directly at the camera. Are you saying she pulled a Mr. Furley? Or not Mr. Furley, Mr. Roper. It's a Mr. Roper, and I laughed and she I She break the fifth wall. No. She, you don't know. She certainly <laughs> did. They, and actually, there needed to be more of that, because this is kind of a comedy. It's a comedy uh, horror film. Which I didn't laugh once. Oh my God. I was screaming like a maniac when I saw this in the theater. Were you? Ah. I think I think we're supposed to laugh when gross things happen. Because they're just so over the top and outrageous. Right. That's my thought. It's hmm. not like they're telling jokes. It's just kind of like, that's disgusting. I must laugh. Yeah. That's what they're hoping for. This is I mean. how I was laughing. Ah! Oh my God. It's like that kind it's, of a it's... laugh. <laughs> wait, wait. Can you do that one more time? I'm not sure I got it. <laughs> um, <sighs> so there's a scene that I love where she is like in her attic being attacked by the gypsy woman again. And she looks up and there's an anvil hanging from a rope. <laughs> Because that's what people have. I'm going to hang my anvil from a rope in my attic. What, do you do a lot of blacksmithing up there? All I kept thinking was beep, beep. (laughs) Right. So she cuts the the rope. The anvil crushes on her head. And, of course, glop sprays all over (laughs) Allison Roman's face. Close your mouth around the gypsy. Someone's getting in there. 
<laughs> something you better believe some sort of ooze <clears throat> is going right in your mouth in every damn scene. How did they get her to be in this movie? You think you'd be reading the script going, so I get hit in the mouth again with some other glop? She says, Sam Raimi <laughs> wants to be in a movie and there's a lot of money attached to this. This is going to make me famous. That's that's what it is. Because you're right. It's like, you know, can we talk about the script I see in Act 5? I get hit once again with a barrel of glue and gravy. Is that is that we're doing that again? Gravy <laughs> and glue. And I have to say something for uh, the gypsies, or or I I don't know the correct term. I once <laughs> knew it. Never once, because there's a lot of them in Italy, and I used yep. to see them all the time. Never once did they ever try to put anything from their mouth into my mouth that I know of. But they may have tried. <laughs> You're saying they didn't hit you with glop right in the face. Why right when you were walking to my by? Knowledge. To my knowledge, it never happened. Well, that's good to know. That's a relief. Thank, yeah. thank goodness for that, if nothing else. Um, now, there's the scene at the at the end of the movie because she thinks that she's wait a minute i got it are you if you're are we jumping around i think we're jumping around if you want to jump in go for it aaron all right so we're at the we're at the parents house and we're eating the harvest cake and of course we got some evil dead classic where there's an eyeball and, and antennas and god knows what else I like the eyeball. Yeah, yeah. Wink it at you. That was cracking me up. And then, of course, all of a sudden she hacks up a horse fly that then starts buzzing around the table. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that gets applause from Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> that gets a boyfriend says close a window or something <laughs> like, like we're gonna pretend we didn't see that just fly out of her mouth <laughs> like oh i think there's a window open it's like okay thanks honey no and the parent the mom treats her like shit until she says oh yeah my mom's an alcoholic then all of a sudden she's like mine too let's be friends <laughs> let's be friends right th- that turned the corner <clears throat> in their relationship until allison loman has a yeah, total freak three out. minutes right yeah, yeah. I, do you think that, that she's like hallucinating a lot of this stuff? Because it's like one of those situations where it's like no one else can see it. You know yeah. I, mean? I was. So you, what do you think is, is occurring when it's like there's an eyeball on my plate? <laughs> well, I and then you stab it and pus comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a, a hallucination because it's not just in her mind. I mean, she's being thrown at event. I think it's all part of this, this uh, possession or whatever. So I think of, when I think of a hallucination, it's something that's not really happening. It's just happening in your brain. Right. But the other manifestations of this, this uh, curse are, are clearly very physical. I always, but like at that dinner, that like when her fork flew away and right. things like nobody, nobody noticed any of that. Nobody heard anything. She was having, you know, audio hallucinations too, because she kept saying, "Do you hear that? Do you hear that?" And everybody's like, "No, we don't." All right, I, I, I mean, I understand that, but there's also parts where she's being thrown around the room. And no, that, that and that, oh, and that's sure. true, and that's true as well. But I, I always wonder. Wouldn't you at some point, if you're at the table 
and shit's going down, but no one's reacting to it. Wouldn't you be like, I'm just going to pretend that everything's cool, at least for right now. I'm not going to run around screaming, you know, I don't know. I always wonder about that. It's like or if, if your significant other is in the throes of a mental breakdown, right. you don't go, hey, let's go meet my parents, my filthy rich parents who you've who overheard you. that they hate you. Yes. And yeah, bring a crappy harvest cake that looked like shizite. Be a complete goofball. I mean, it was just wh- why did any of this happen? It would never happen. Again, he's the shittiest boyfriend in the whole world. True. I mean, you got to put her in a position to succeed. And if it's clear she's suffering from schizophrenia, that's not the time to say, <laughs> let's meet dear old mom. counselor is he that he can't figure out? She's like bouncing off the walls. She's being attacked by unseen spirits. He's, he's immediately like, yeah, it is a curse. You've been possessed. <laughs> well, they, he, he initially is like, this is all bullshit. Like well, when like they go see this. And then he doubles down. <laughs> well, that's just- well, let's think about it. Did was did did he ever? Do we know that he ever saw anything? No. At the end, at, at the, the end. when she's when she falls into the the when carry it's hole. Too late, but it's too yeah, late. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but up until then, I don't think he was ever around when anything was rocking and rolling, was he? Except at the dinner, and nobody else apparently noticed anything else at the dinner. I don't think I don't think so. I don't think he yeah. noticed anything. In retrospect, she should have slipped that say, you know what? This envelope's for you. He had he had the envelope. But I was she gonna didn't write give about it to him. She didn't give oh, it to him. Oh, okay. And he had to accept it. Right. But then if you dig up somebody's corpse to defile and you say, I give this to you, corpse. The corpse is not in a position to, to accept, accept that gift. That, that corpse was, was pretty spry. The, that corpse was rocking and still, rolling. Still a ninja. Still a ninja from the yep. grave. You can, <laughs> yeah. That that was some stretch of absolutely. I, I did find in uh, Jones versus the Board of Education that there is Jones precedent. versus the Board of Education. You know it, don't you? <laughs> precedent that you can in fact send gifts to the dead there you go <laughs> if you are it's an old lds little known little known thing hashtag boom <laughs> if you are a formaldehyde vomiting corpse you cannot give it informed consent you just cannot i don't care what country this is it's a- <laughs> And speaking of formaldehyde corpse, I love that at the Gypsy Wake, <laughs> where people are just raging, and old Broomhilda is like full of stank and her formaldehyde on like a bench, not in a casket, just in a bench or something in the middle of the room. People are raging all around. She like pulls old corpsey on top of her. Begin the vomiting of the formaldehyde into her open mouth, yep. of course. Yep. And then the, you know, the two other gypsy bros just pick up old corpsey, put her back down, and then the festivities just ensue. Nobody's like, oh, sweet Jesus, we better wipe something down. There's formaldehyde and vomit all over the place. It's just like business as usual at the gypsy way. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to lay off applesauce for a little while. But put <laughs> oh, this God. in my will. Mark this down. This is how I'm going. I'm going to be on a card table. 
It's in Derek's living room. <laughs> and me and, and then we'll do, we'll do the whole Irish thing. And if you want, throw in some of these Romanian gypsies. Why not? Look, Well, you've got the curse already, so we might as well go with that. I double down. Double if a, down. If a little blonde woman comes in and starts molesting your corpse, I am going to step in. Okay? I don't care I'm what letting the- it happen. I'm letting it happen. Don't get involved in that. That's the lesson. Once I hit 80, I'm just going to eat applesauce and start preparing. <laughs> <laughs> I did read that when the, the vomiting of the maggots happened, yes. that the maggots were actually pasta in the shape of little maggots. I read that is as that well. A, is that a special pasta? A special pasta sold, <laughs> sold at World Market around <laughs> Halloween. It is maggotini. I think magazine. If you look it up, yes. That's the traditional. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. And- <laughs> so I decided that I think Alsa Loman uh, deserves it. I think she's a bad person. She's a bad person. When she was going to give that button to the old man at Denny's who's on oxygen. And the only reason she doesn't is because the old man happens to be married. When a little old lady comes up and helps him with his, you know, Splenda or whatever he's doing, then she's like, oh, I can't damn him to hell now. It's like this poor bastard has had like this horrific life and now you're going to do the icing on the cake? What she should have done. your local clan meeting and throw it at one of those little bastards. There's a lot of those in Pasadena. Shouldn't be too Exactly. It's pretty white. Um, what she should have done is gar- done a little gargle it and say, "Hey, gypsy friends, so how do I get out of this predicament that I that I have uh, put myself in?" Wait, wait a minute. Do a little gargling? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you gotta you gotta wash away the sauce. <laughs> so you're still talking about okay. So you're saying <laughs> after you've had strange fluids thrust into your mouth the fifteenth time. Take a minute to gargle before you make any other decisions. I, I'm telling you, I whatever can, I they were drinking is going to burn away whatever just flew in your mouth. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but you're right, Tara, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think on one hand, we were supposed to think, well, he's old. You know, that he so has no people out. can burn in hell. But that's the thing. It's like you're not just killing him. Yeah. You were basically saying, and then for eternity, you will burn. Exactly. Yes, this poor old man who's suffering and has his like weekly pancakes. Let's throw him under the bus. Oh, poor German pancakes. Well, and if you had like a button that was the equivalent of like Stephen King's silver bullet, yes. wouldn't you open the envelope and make sure that that's actually in there? I know I would. I would that is true. No, that is a good. <laughs> well, she's like, oh my god, I've lost it. There are freaking. Five pieces of paper on the floor. Take a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like oh. it fell out the window and out the Empire State Building or something. It's right freaking by your feet. No. Take a mm-hmm. minute. Even You're- if she wasn't secretly evil, she's too dumb to live. She's a ding-dong daddy-o. Well, so do you think this whole, you know, when they showed that picture of her when she was the pork queen and she was a chunky little girl, you know, who, you know, whatever was 4-H and raised a prize pig or whatever and now she's like super skinny and vegetarian and I 
you know, volunteer at the shelter. But she proceeds to lie over and over and over again about the loan she declined. That's what I'm saying. She continues like three times. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you know, the like the cock crow. Three times she denies that it was her ultimate decision to do that. So she is. She's she's an awful person. I think I think you're right. She really terrible person herself as the vegan, as this, as this, as this. When in reality, this probably there's a terrible backstory, and she's a monster. No. Yep. Okay. Well, in her defense, mommy drinks because you cry. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Now, in her defense, she calls down Stu and contemplates handing him the button, but then she realizes she realizes. You know, he's an asshole, but I, he doesn't. Des- nobody that we've met in this movie deserves eternal hellfire and brimstone. So that's right. that's the issue. If there was some dude, there was a murderer on the loose, then it would be easy. Right. I just have to give it to this jackass. But right. So then it becomes that moral quandary. Uh so see, there's levels to this movie. That's why it's important <laughs> that while you're at the gypsy house, one of these f- knows what what to do. Oh well, I, they have to accept it though, right? Is that no? What? But I'm saying, okay, I I, I effed up a hundred percent. What do I do to atone? She ne- didn't even ask. Well, I think they aren't they the one who told her about giving away. It the was device? the seer. The seer said first if you you may be able to appease it through a blood offering and that's when she instead of like doing something humane to this poor kitty if that's going to be your offering she gets the biggest knife in the world and like totally pulls a psycho on it yes repeatedly stabbing this poor little thing that's why it's like go buy a goldfish like why do you have to like stab like your like sweet little kitten a thousand times with a butcher knife. And obviously the gods are not appeased. I think you, you got to bump it up. It's not like you go step on an earthworm. Ah, oh, the gods are appeased. <laughs> I, I think you need to go like full-size goat or something. A full-size? Uh, not not one of those pygmy well, goats. Well, when you think of sacrifices in the old days, like go- you think of goats and sheep. You're not thinking about, oh, I- I'm going to kill uh, your daughter's hamster or something. Well, I don't think that traditionally. Yeah, I just think there was she. She, yeah, she's not a good person. Yeah, she's not a good person. She's trying to. Yeah. Be. Any uh, any other wrong. thoughts and feelings before we move on? I'm glad she went to hell. Oh. Too bad she didn't drag her boyfriend. What, <laughs> what was his damn commercial? That he was now. Don't get me wrong. I liked him in uh, uh, dodgeball. No. He was in uh he's just not that into you. Not, I thought he was cute in that. I thought he was cute in that, but what was he famous for? Is that TV? It was a phone commercial yeah. like um He's the he's, Apple spokesperson. Oh, is it Apple? Yeah. I can't remember. It could be iPhones or something. I mean, he's super douchey. Yeah. That, oh, that sounds right. Very upsetting. Are you going to cry? What is that? I might. Is that a personal <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we I'll move on? Have a piece of the harvest cake. You'll feel better. <laughs> <laughs> With or without eyeball. Uh, extra eyeball. Um, let's go behind the scenes, shall we? We shall. Um, let me blow your mind. I told Aaron this before we started recording. Allison Loman, we were in a play together back at College of the Desert. Oh, oh fantastic. What play was that? McGuire? 
Toby. Well, I, I was in uh, middle school, Toby McGuire. And Ooh. Allison Loman is from Palm Springs originally. And she, um, we did Romeo and Juliet. She was Whoa. Juliet. I was Mercutio. Oh. So we were not the star-crossed lovers. I don't think we even have any lines together. Uh, but yeah, we were, we were in plays together long before White Oleander. She was like 16 and I was like 20. So there you go. <laughs> I, Good I, times. I, Knocked your socks off. This was actually the last movie that she uh, starred in in 2009. Before Did she, what, Scientology? Why? Scientology? She, she, no, no, no. Yeah, because of Scientology. No, because uh, she got married and wanted to spend time raising her children. So she hasn't really acted since. She was in White Yeah, Oleander. I think, yeah. I don't think they were lining up after this performance. <laughs> Allison, if you're listening, no offense. Um, so she did almost all of her own stunts in this movie, which were quite a few, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of her spazzing out and bouncing around. So yeah, it's a physical. Not oh, Suspiria. For sure. Not Suspiria physical, but it's up there. It's De- definitely not Suspiria physical. That is for sure. Um, the Gypsy's car, which was a yellow Delta 88, is the same yellow I used Delta to have 88. a Delta 88. Oh, there you go. I had a 67 Delta 88. It's the same car that appears in every single one of Sam Raimi's movies. What? What's yep. the story with that? He just he just likes it. It was it was the car they had when they <coughs> did The Evil Dead back in 79, and then it just became kind of a good luck charm. So it's literally been in every single movie he directed, including The Quick and the Dead, which was which was a western. So. I like when they do that. That's very Stephen King. It is. A little crossover Absolutely. vibe. Um, the curses that appear in this movie are all sorts of different languages, like Hungarian. There's like Czech. Um, I'm not going to try to read what? <laughs> in the original Hungarian. I'm not going to wake the dead. Not doing it. But she says, shall the devil fly into you? Is what she says. So that's what the curse is in Hungarian. Hmm. And she uses the Hungarian word, which I'm going to butcher, Saj, Saja, two times, which means bitch or whore in Hungarian. Ooh. There you she go. She was angry. There's that scene during uh, uh, when they're meeting with the medium where all the ghostly spirits kind of walk around the room. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi, the director, was one of the spirits. Oh. Absolutely. Um, this script was written after Army of Darkness in 1992. But Sam Raimi went on to do other things, including like the three Spider-Man movies and other sorts of things. So it wasn't until like recently, or uh, not recently, 10 years ago, they came back to it and turned it into a movie. Yeah. It's a good times. The Lamia is actually uh, a bogey woman from Greek mythology who would stalk the countryside looking for children to devour. That's what the nice. original thing was. They kind of changed it uh, to be kind of like an evil spirit kind of situation. So it was, it was very different. They just took the name because it sounded creepy. People didn't know much about it. Right. So uh, Alison Lohman watched horror movies every day to prepare for this movie. Do you think well, it helped? No. <laughs> why, would, why would that help? <laughs> I guess to make her frazzled and fatigued and on edge, perhaps. Kevin watches them every day. 
That's why he has night terrors and attacks people in his sleep. <laughs> that is true. That is true. When that happens, I have to, I have to take a couple days off, watch some community or something on Netflix <laughs> instead, just to clean the palate. Yep. <laughs> when Justin Long mentions traveling to his parents' cabin that has trees and is private, this is a reference to- In Santa to... Barbara. Right. In Santa Barbara. Cabin with trees in Santa Barbara. That don't mix. <laughs> it's, it's that wooded area of Santa Barbara. Um, but what they're referencing is Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fascinating. Of course, that was Michigan. <laughs> I know. Well, it was like Tennessee or something. So it was a long drive, evidently. Um, For a weekend. I know. You're telling me. I think that's about all we need to know. Oh, Bruce Campbell was supposed to make a cameo, but he turned it down because he was busy with the TV show Burn Notice. So uh, I do love Bruce Campbell. In order, you know one one ahead. thing they said about the uh, license plate. Did you guys notice the license plate of the infamous car? What did it say? If you turned it upside down, it says "Is six six six. Oh yes, yes, I did notice that. Yeah, and didn't didn't when. Um, when the uh, there was the weird guy who kind of appeared at the seance that n- had never been seen oh, before, yeah, who was yeah. the the gal's sidekick. Yes. Um, it, now let me just ask you uh, the why they did what they did for this because it made no sense to me. Okay. For some reason, they wanted um, Christine Brown, whatever her true Allison Lohman, Allison I Lohman. guess Christine in the movie. She needed to take the, the the medium's hand when possessed by the devil to place it on the goat, right? So that the, it would go, the spirit would go into the goat, and then they give the saber to the man sitting furthest, yes, from the goat, and they say, "Here's this enormous saber." Now, when the goat is possessed, I want you to run all the way around from the other side of the table and somehow stab this d- goat who will be possessed by Satan. That was the first thing in my head. I'm like, why would you seat him the furthest away of anyone else? Did he need to be Made seated no at sense. all? He's Could got he the goatnator uh, club. Goatnator. <laughs> That's a technical term. <laughs> That's the legal term. <laughs> the delamia we didn't even talk about that scene where it's like literally like the goat's there tied to the goddamn table and then he's like gonna st- chop it but of course the goat just moves its head so it's like <laughs> oh damn like I, I freed the devil the devil goat yeah, now no, the, the devil goat's, goat's free psych. i did love what the devil goat called i wrote it down what did the devil goat call her I'm like a whore or yeah, Devil Goat went nuts and looked right at old Christine and God, I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, you dirty pork queen. <laughs> he yelled right at her. It made me so happy. <laughs> you dirty pork queen. I'm gonna use that sometime. <laughs> use it at work tomorrow. So yeah, in. exactly. At the next staff meeting, I'll drop that in the casual conversation. Just whisper it in the ear of the person next to you. They'll love it. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than calling a girl a dirty pork queen by Satan. (laughs) Thank you, Satan. (laughs) You're so sassy. (laughs) Shall we talk about the cast? I thought we did. Uh, (laughs) Well, directed by Sam Raimi, 
whoop, whoop. You know him because he did the Spider-Man movies from the early 2000s with Which Tobey Maguire. It all comes back together. Yeah. It all comes back to Kevin. That's as it always should. He also did The Evil Dead, Army yeah. of Darkness, Dark Man, a bunch of things. Uh, he did a simple plan. Simple plan. Which I really enjoyed. Absolutely. Oh, those things where everything just spirals out of control. It always gives me such anxiety. Uh, Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton. All right. Great movie. I didn't know he did that. That's yep. Yeah. I thought but, it was the Cohen brother situation. Well, they're very close. They to may the have brothers. written it. They're very, but I think this guy directed it, didn't he? I believe. Or did right. he write a simple plan as well? I think he did it all. He did it all. I don't know. That was a really good movie, though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Allison Lohman played Christine Brown. You know her from Drag Me to Hell, White Oleander, Matchstick Men, and Big Fish. She had a couple years there where she was in quite a bit. I actually liked White Oleander quite a bit. I did, was a good too. book. I didn't like Big Fish, though. Justin Long played Clay Dalton, which is a, <laughs> a ridiculous name. You know him from Live Free or Die Hard, Jeepers Creepers, which is another movie we might have to do at some point. He was in oh, Galaxy wow. Quest, if you haven't seen that. He was in Accepted. You know that, don't you? No. No. Nope. Uh, anybody else we want to talk about? David Paymer played Mr. Jax, the her boss. I like him. He's funny. You know him from State and Maine, was- Get Shorty, The American President, In Good Company. Mr. Saturday Night, I think. <laughs> he was also in, uh, uh, what was it? Game, not called Game Show. Oh, quiz shoot, show. The one Robert. Quiz Show. Yep. Yeah, he was in Quiz Show. He was good in that. I think that's about it. Well, uh, let's uh, talk about Mrs. Ganesh. Wait a minute. Uh, Simple Plan, just to go back to that, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Scott Smith, based on his novel. Oh, well, there ah. you go. There you go. Um, Lorna Raver played the gypsy woman. I bet she was like 40. <clears throat> no, she's older than that. <laughs> Drag me to hell. Something called Armored Freeway. And she was on NYPD Blue for a little while there. So there you go. Mm. I think that's all we need to know about that. Shall we talk about the ratings? About two months ago, we were like, you know what? We're, each week, we're going to introduce Rex Reed's rating. And we did it one time, and then we were never able to find another rating that he ever did. Uh, he but did wait. review. But wait, there's more. He did review Drag Me to Hell. Let's hear it, brother. The title of the review is, What Has Happened to Sam Raimi? <laughs> <laughs> and it says the true test of any successful horror flick is how wretched it makes you feel really <laughs> that's what it is uh, at the very least it should inspire a banquet of dread or offer a canopy of anxiety after drag me to hell you won't mind walking home alone you might even welcome a dark deserted alley <laughs> oh good <laughs> lord sweet jesus anyway he was not a fan let's just leave it at that let me go <laughs> Uh, what has uh, happened oh also the, the old gypsy lady you're right she was like 68 when that movie was made wow that's impressive because it was like 10 years ago right uh about 12 years ago all right so she was born in 43 yep drag me to hell currently has a 92 percent fresh on rotten tomatoes hells yes hell 
And I got to tell you, I normally, not always, but I, you know, I, I trust Rotten Tomato ratings and I was excited when I saw that rating. Uh, for the life of me, I, I don't know how the hell uh, Sam Raimi is sleeping with the head of Rotten Tomatoes. If what's her name, Allison Lohman, what? is secretly the head of Rotten Tomatoes. What's happening? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, do you know what's interesting is that the audience score is only sixty-two percent. That's a little bit more accurate. It's just light on story, in my opinion. Oh, my Lord. It is a rollicking it's misleading. Coaster. The title's misleading. I need more dragging to hell. Literal dragging to hell. I literally see you talking, but your words make no sense. I think there's something going on. Perhaps Roger Ebert. Having, I'm having a hallucination right now. You, you might be. <laughs> I saw a dragonfly come out of your nostril. <laughs> A dragonfly. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four. He said, Dragman Hell is sometimes funny and often startling horror movie. That is what it wants to be, and that is what it is. Boom. Nicely done. Uh, well, that's, somebody said it was like it was released at the Cannes Film Festival to like rave reviews. Obviously, I was there raving and reviewing. <laughs> You're ranting and raving. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> What is your review? What do you got? I'm giving it four and a quarter hacked up flies flying across <laughs> your mother's Thanksgiving dinner table. Boom! Uh, Tara, what you got? Oh, God, I'm giving it one eyeball with a sty <laughs> out of a possible ten. Uh, oh, damn! That's a crime. Um, Honestly... I found it inoffensive, but at the same time, not particularly inspired, in my opinion. Agreed. I, I give it... <laughs> no, I'm losing my mind. I give it three <laughs> out of five uh, corpse vomiting in your mouth while you're molesting the corpse at a gypsy park. At a gypsy wake. At a gypsy wake. It was it was fine, but it, like I said, I just felt it was a vehicle for vomit and goo in your mouth and some sucking on somebody's chin. It's just weird kind of, let me go back and hit this 15 times. I, I found it vaguely repetitive. I thought it was just like a roller coaster. I just thought it was fun. <laughs> There's no deep reading into it. I just thought it was like a fun thing. You know, one thing I do respect about it now that we're talking, one thing that I respected about it was that usually in a lot of these shows, there's always this redemption and, you know, some sort of, you know, turnaround at the end that the, the, the star gets saved and, you know, they're blah, blah, blah. And then maybe a corpse stumbles out at the end to kind of make you think there may be a sequel. But this one, oh, hell no. No escaping the fate screw you yeah. and you know you're Be not getting hell. out of this one lady yeah well, they, they tried to trick you and make you think all's good because she's now she's engaged the boss just called you're getting the big promotion and Stu is getting dragged to prison if not to hell <laughs> um it's all good and that's when he realizes hey i found your envelope with your button in it and it's so yeah, as soon as he started saying, "Oh, I liked your old jacket," the one with you're the like, button. Uh, <laughs> the one with the cursed button on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could just sew this old button onto your new beautiful coat. No, well, all it is 
it's Catholic guilt. Once all these good things start happening, you know there's a shoe about to drop. I guess that's mm-hmm. true. I mean, why? Otherwise, you wouldn't have this long old kind of, uh, you know, closure at the end. It's like, who gives a damn? We don't need that, right? Well, and we never even discussed the poltergeist swimming pool uh, revisiting where she's digging up the old corpse and she's swimming in stew water with the gypsy head snapping at her. That is correct. And how she dug down six feet by eight feet in a matter of an hour, you know, with no shovel. I guess there was just a shovel leaning up against the the old uh, tombstone when she got there. She has zero muscle on those toothpick arms. So that's just an incredible feat of strength. And I mean, no Mm. question. She is literally bathing in the swamp pool (laughs) where it's like like a giant tea bag, but it's a corpse is what the... (laughs) Very upsetting. It's the marshmallow in your hot cocoa, except the marshmallow's a rotting gypsy corpse. That is correct. And then the... I thought that it was going to be over when the cross just fell on her head, but apparently not. Look, I saw Creepshow where the dude, the thing falls on the dude and that's squished like a grape. Yeah. Yep. Not in this case, evidently. Very sad. No. She was getting thrown up against walls and just shaking it off. Like it was, you know, she, clearly she's a superhuman. She's Not a big expert. deal. No. Now she's no bruises. <laughs> so thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast Go to our page on Facebook at uh, the podcast that wouldn't die. Aaron, are we on Instagram? What is happening? We're on the Insta or the Gram, whatever you'd like to call it today. Uh, Elon Elon Musk hasn't bought it yet. But it is, in fact, called (laughs) The Podcast That Wouldn't Die. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review, if you will. If you will. Aaron, are you on social media anywhere? I got so much media. I got media, and then I got media. I got the Twitsker, where I am the cult of Aaron. I got the, the, the Gram where I am the cult of Aaron. I got the gram where I'm also uh, don't feed the pigeon. Then I got a little something called first dibs and what the hell is the other thing called? Parlay. Not parlay. True social. Aaron Doherty. Boy, boy, (laughs) what? That's a lot. Tara, do you want to share any of your social media or are you just like, don't look at me, don't contact me? Do, yeah, exactly. I'm not answering. Do not. Do <laughs> not. Wrong, but you're not home. <laughs> um, next week, we'll be discussing the time traveling adventure. Time after time, starring Malcolm McDowell, Mary Steenburgen, David Warner, and all the rest. So check that out. Time Isn't after time after time the one with uh, Malcolm- Superman? Malcolm McDowell, Fred, and Mary Steenburgen. And- oh, okay. I'm confusing that one. No. It's with the much- one, you know, you know which one I'm talking about? I don't know. Somewhere in time. Christopher Reeves, Somewhere in Time. Yeah, with it's Jane like Seymour. That, but not. Jane C- Oh, that's so romantic. You should do that one. Well, this is romantic, too. But you also have David Warner from The Omen and Tron trying to F you up. There you go. 
So there's that. Whereas uh, somewhere in time just has crazy old Christopher Reeve with like coins in his pocket going, damn, I shouldn't have looked at that coin. But, but is that a good pocket? Hey. There was a coin in the Gypsy movie too. That's what I'm saying. A coin and not a button. It could Mm -hmm. be. Who's to say? Who's to say? Crossover. Crossover. That's right. I I have seen somewhere in time, but it's been a hundred years since I've seen it. At least. At least. Pass. Hard pass. So you can watch time after time nowhere for free. I'm sorry to tell you this, bitch. You can uh, drop three ninety nine at. Prime Video on Amazon. Damn you, Jeff Bezos! You blood-sucking bastard. Will will these affronts never cease? Sweet Jesus. So check that out. Bad touch. It's it's bad. Kevin, I honestly think you should rate your movies on how many baby Jesuses. I give it ten sweet Jesuses. Ten sweet Jesus. Or is it Jesus? It's it's plural. How do you say Jesus multiple? Jesus. 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 Honestly, and ladies and gentlemen, it, it is a drinking game. It's like if you listen to this podcast, get a big jug of, of wild turkey, just like Gary Busey did in Silver Bullet, and enjoy. Every time I say sweet Jesus, just you know what? Don't just just start drinking. Just drink it yep. and don't stop drinking, and you're probably in good shape. Drink it and test Or when Aaron it. does an F bomb. <laughs> or, or says something inappropriate that makes us all uncomfortable. It's a yes. boom. boom. <laughs> Hashtag boom. I think <laughs> so, Tara, thank you very much for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. You. Thanks for having me. This movie stinks. Oh. Invite me back for an, a better movie. Anytime, any place. No Good time. No and now that you thing. have Google Chrome, we're, we're, we're in business. <laughs> Good Lord. So thank you very much and be well. Later. <laughs> <laughs>